Welcome to this episode of Wide Open Conversations. Today, I want to do a follow-up to our Easter week by saying this. Jesus died on a hill called Golgotha, and that word means place of the skull. And when I learned that and put together the fact that my mind can be my biggest enemy sometimes, when I think of the fact that Jesus surrendered his life for my life, for me to go from death to life at the place of the skull, I just really want to take today to talk about mindset. It's a big word we hear thrown around a lot and people have all kinds of ideas on mindset and there's a lot of good teaching out there. I want to I want to take that into consideration. Jesus gave his life on a place called the place of the skull and he shed his blood to give me life in place of death. And so what does that mean? If I surrender my thought life, you know, we're, we're called to live with the mind of Christ and and that is just something that we seem to have a hard time with. Uh, people have heard the phrase, you know, take your thoughts captive, make them obedient to Christ. And and Jesus definitely lived in an upside down kind of kingdom. He didn't think the way that we think. He didn't he didn't live the way that we live. And and his ability to serve and to love goes far beyond what we can ever do on our own. But I do know this. I know that surrender is important. It's key to my very rising existence and it's it's powerful. Humility is a powerful place because in humility Jesus can encounter my life and I can follow him with a power beyond my own. So, at the place of the skull I died with Christ that I would be raised up to life in him. And I need to remember that. So the place of the skull, my mind, deserves a daily death to self and rising in Christ, death to self and rising in surrender. And when we begin to practice in that way, our lives and our thought patterns truly change. Well, there's a woman who teaches in just general coaching for business and things like that. And um, she's got a really phenomenal pattern that she follows in teaching people how to take their thoughts captive. And so I wanted to share with you, her name's Brooke Castillo, and she has the Life Coach School. And a few years ago, I was in a training and I heard this pattern and it's called a daily thought download. And you can look it up. You can look her up. You can find this. And she talks about how you take your, your biggest hurdle in your mind, your, your, and you kind of remove your feelings from it. And you just look at it like a a generic circumstance. And so when I did this, I was really trying to get back to business. And the way that Mike and I worked together was really beautiful. Um, We used to call our 
our ministry where structure meets creativity because he put structure to all my squiggly lines and I would have idea after idea after idea and I couldn't get any of my ideas done except that he brought structure and framework and together we got things done. And so I was really struggling to get things done and it was two, almost three years in on being a widow and I really felt like even though on occasion I would do a big project and I would get this thing accomplished and it was great and yay. Um, from day to day to day to day, consistency is very hard for me. It's not in my wheelhouse. And without Mike, this was my thing that I would tell myself, I can't get anything done. <laughs> and I would even go as, so far as to say, I'm teaching my children all of my bad habits. And I would laugh and chuckle and tell people that. And I realized I needed to stop saying that, that that really wasn't true. And that I needed to do what Brooke Castillo taught with her thought download. And it goes like this. Instead of saying, I can't get anything done without Mike, my real initial circumstance without any feelings attached is I am now working without my husband's presence, period. Like Mike is not here. I still have jobs to do. That's just a thing. That's just what my circumstance is. So then I can say, well, how do I feel about that? And if I attach the feeling of, oh, I can never get anything done because Mike's not here and I'm drowning in my ideas, then that's going to lead to inaction or into actions that are going to uh, really prove that to be true, honestly. And if I want to continue to have the actions that prove that to be true, then I can keep feeding it and feeding that circumstance with those thoughts. Does that make sense? So it turns into a spin cycle, but it, it continues to go before it cycles back up. So first you have the circumstance and then you have your thoughts about it and then you have your feelings. So again, my circumstances, I have no husband helping me right now. So I'm doing jobs alone. My thought on it is I can't get anything done without my husband. And then my feelings are, oh, I'm overwhelmed. I'm stuck in a rut. I'm feeling like I'm disappointing the world and I'm a failure to my children. And, you know, all of these feelings creep in. Overwhelmed is probably the biggest. And then the actions are, ooh, I'm going to eat ice cream and pull my covers over my head because I can't come out today <laughs> and play because I'm too overwhelmed. And then guess what the results are? The results prove... I can't get anything done. <laughs> and so our thought patterns are so vital to our end results. And I want to show how this can shift. So what if I were to say, okay, my circumstance is my husband is not here and I have work to do by myself. Okay, that's a circumstance. What if my thought pattern was I can do this? I am extremely capable. I can learn anything. Everything can be figured out. There's even a book called Everything is Figure Outable. Uh, what if those were my thoughts? I can do this. There's nothing that I can't accomplish. Then what if my feelings are surrounding that are, oh, I feel, I feel accomplished. I feel, I feel empowered. I feel successful. I feel capable. There's all kinds of feelings that then come. And then the actions are, 
tackling the day, doing the things. And then the results are, I did the things. <laughs> I'm showing my children that we can rise in spite of negative circumstances. And I'm showing them that they can do anything, that they're capable, that they can have a strong actions and strong results, right? And the whole thing changes. And it started with a thought. So we need to be really careful how we attach our thoughts and our feelings to our circumstances. And I just really want to give you the um, twofold challenge this week. Number one, remember that Jesus went to the cross on the place of the skull, Golgotha, to take the hill, to take our lives with his own from death to life. And through that, you have resurrection power. You don't have to live with deadness. <laughs> you don't have to live defeated. You don't have to live with uh, overwhelm. Right now, our world is pretty scary and crummy right now. And we could attach a lot of thoughts and feelings to our present circumstances. Let's not do that. Instead, let's look at the cross. Let's look at death to life living. And let's think, okay, what is your circumstance today? Name your circumstance and try to name the circumstance without attaching thoughts and feelings. Get to the core of what it really just is. Okay. Then write down what your thoughts have been, even if they're really negative, get them out. And then what your feelings have been due to those thoughts, then what your actions have been under those thoughts and feelings, and then the results that you've been getting. And if you want to change it, here's a suggestion. Start with the end result. What would you like the result to be? Start there and then work your way backwards. Okay, I want to show my children that they can rise. I want to show my kids that they can be successful or, you know, whatever it is for you. And then go, well, what would my actions need to be in order to achieve that result? And then, well, how would I need to feel about that in order to act that way? And then what would my thoughts need to be? And then work your way backwards. Okay. Then look at it from your circumstance down and go, okay, if I live this way, do I get the results that I've been wanting? And uh, I just want to challenge you to play with those patterns and see what you can come up with. Whenever I was a little girl, remember in my last uh, week's episode, I told you that when I was four, I gave my life to Jesus and it was very real and very very heartfelt. And I still remember it to this day. In fact, I also made the connection as I was telling you about Sadie, she was also four. And guess who else was also four? My son, Jeffrey Michael. What an answer to prayer. I was so excited whenever I made that connection. So yay for four-year-olds out there. I love being four because our belief is childlike and very strong at that point. And Sometimes life gets in the way and we need it to not get in the way of our four-year-old selves, right? Because a lot of times four, five, six-year-olds are the essence of who you are capable of becoming. So anyway, back to the thoughts. I used to pray and my parents didn't teach me this. It didn't, no one knew where it came from. It was just something that came out of my four-year-old heart. Every night before bed, I would say, and God, I would pray all the different things, pray for all the different people, call them out by name. And I would end it with, and God, please bless my thoughts, my thinks, and my imaginings. And then I would always end it with, and Lord, please give me a puppy. <laughs> so think about that for a second. My thoughts, my thinks, 
and my imaginings. How in the world did a four-year-old recognize that those three things were different? I don't know, but I was praying it. My thoughts about whatever, my thinks, (laughs) and my imaginings. And I think they're found in this thought download process. So I pray blessing over all of your thoughts and your thinks and your imaginings, everything in your imagination. Because if you imagined the very, very, very worst thing that could possibly happen to you, what if that thing did happen? Well, I think you could make it through. In fact, I know you could make it through because I'm a survivor of all of the bad things that I thought were the worst things that could possibly happen. The reality is that you're stronger than you can ever even imagine. And it will come out when you are up against a hurdle and given the chance to rise. So instead of thinking, how badly could my fears come true? Why don't you think, hey, what if the exact opposite happened? What if none of that negativity happened? And what if the very best thing I could possibly imagine came true for me? Because it can. So think on those things. Scripture says whatever is pure, noble, excellent, praiseworthy. Think on these things. I challenge you to do that this week. I had a conversation surrounding this a few years ago. I started something and I only did six of them, but they're in my Instagram, Amy Schroyer, A-M-I-S-H-R-O-Y-E-R on Instagram. And you can find them in my IGTVs. And it's a series called After the Saturday, S-A-D-D-E-R day. The saddest day was um, when Jesus was on the cross and then he resurrected. And all of those people who were mourning the loss of a movement and of a hero and of their very best person who ever walked the earth, they were, they, they thought it was over. It was the saddest day. And then he rose again and it was glorious. And we have um, our saddest days as well. And what do we do after that day? Is it sadder and sadder and sadder? Or every day do we breathe just a little bit more again? And uh, I just, my prayer was that I could give small, short little messages that would help you after your saddest day to not be so sad, (laughs) that maybe you would be a little less sad the next day and the day after that. And so you can go back and listen to those and find them. There's six of them. They were very short, but one of them I talked about this thought download and I used a little girl as an example who was going through a tough time. So that's, um, what I would, I would love for you to do. So I'll put a link in the show notes directly to that little series and you can listen to it on your own. Watch and guard your heart and mind this week. And I pray that you have a less sad day tomorrow than today. (laughs) And that you remember you are loved. You are so, so, so very loved and you can rise. I would love for you to join this conversation and leave me some private messages either on Instagram or on Facebook um, and let me know what thoughts you have seen change and how they've changed. Or if you try this method, if you try this thought download for yourself, I'd love to know your results. It's pretty powerful. You have a wonderful, wonderful week and I will be back for a five minute Friday. Bye for now.